When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. for another episode of The Blackout, going through the best teams and the biggest games of college football on the road to the college football playoff. I am Thomas Black, your host, and as we head into Rivalry Week, we'll have an awful lot on this week's episode of the podcast, bringing you an interview from Dan Hope of 11warriors.com as Ohio State gets ready to host a top four Michigan team in a game that will knock one team from the ranks of potential college football playoff teams. Additionally, I'll be giving you my picks for the remaining eight teams that have a shot at the playoff here in week 13. We're coming off a pretty boring week 12 in which a lot of top teams came out a little bit slow over the weekend. In one of the biggest surprises of the entire weekend, Alabama was tied 10-10 at halftime with the Citadel. But of course, they went on to cruise to a 50-17 win. Clemson struggled some through the first quarter against Duke, but went on to win 35-6. And Notre Dame cruised past Syracuse in one of the more surprising games of the weekend, 36-3, no contest. But that is with the caveat that Eric Dungy, Syracuse's quarterback, was knocked out pretty early in that game, changing things offensively for the Orange. Michigan struggled more than I anticipated with Indiana, but came away with a 31-20 win. Georgia, with no surprise, ran the ball all over UMass in a 66-27 win. Oklahoma struggled more than anticipated with Kansas. Of course, Oklahoma does not have a good defense. They've been struggling on that side of the ball all year. But to give up 40 points to a Jayhawks team is just absurd. They did win the game 55-40, to though. And late Saturday night, Washington State just destroyed Arizona 69-28. to And with our two most exciting games of the entire weekend, we saw one of our playoff contenders drop in West Virginia, losing on the road to Oklahoma State, 45-41. And Ohio State just barely survived a contest on the road in overtime against Maryland, 52-51, in which Maryland had a chance to win the game, going for two on their home field, but could not convert. And as we look to week 13 of the college football season, we have some exciting matchups in Rivalry Week. And we'll get started right now because now from 11warriors.com, joining the blackout again is Dan Hope. Dan, how are you today? Welcome back to the show. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, it's been a while since you've been on. Now, one thing I want to point to, 
uh, that we haven't talked about since it's been a while since you've been on the show is what has the vibe been around Columbus uh, since Ohio State lost that game earlier in the season against Purdue? What were things like at that moment, and how have things progressed over the last few weeks? You know, to, to be honest, things haven't been great. Uh, the vibe has not been great since that loss to Purdue because even since that loss, Ohio State has won its last three games, but they haven't looked dominant. They they went to overtime against Maryland this past Saturday. They, they struggled against Nebraska. I think the win against Michigan State two weeks ago kind of brought up a little bit more optimism, but then going to Maryland last week and, and really escaping with a victory in College Park, uh, I, I think there's been a lot of uh, consternation in Columbus about uh, some of the struggles the team has had and, and not as much optimism as you might expect for a team that's 10-1 and one right now. That's completely understandable. I completely know why. As it's been a weird season for the Buckeyes. And now, uh, on that note, as we go back, rewind back to the beginning of the season, Dan, I, I don't think there's anybody who in the right mind is looking at the college football season and looking at a game wrapping up the season with the Michigan Wolverines heading to Columbus and seeing the Ohio State Buckeyes as an underdog at home to wrap up the year. How surprising has it been this full season and looking at the scope of things and where we turn now heading into week 13? Well, you mentioned that this is the first time since the national championship game to end the 2014 season that Ohio State has been an underdog in any game, even in the Clemson game a couple of years ago, where Ohio State lost 31 nothing, Ohio State was a favorite going into that game. So it's always surprising to see Ohio State as an underdog going into a game. And it's especially surprising in a game at home against a team that Ohio State has beaten six years in a row. So it's definitely surprising that we've gotten to this point. But I think when you look at how the seasons have have played out it makes sense because sure. Michigan has won 10 games in a row their only losses to Notre Dame which is an undefeated team right now and I just think if you look at the way the two teams have played this year Michigan's played better now granted both teams have the same record if the same things are on the line here this week whoever wins this game is going to win the Big Ten East and is going to go to the Big Ten Championship game and while Michigan's in better position right now for a playoff spot Uh, Both of these teams are still in that conversation. So there's a lot on the line for both teams, but I think you, you just look at Michigan. They finally got over the hump this year in terms of finally showing that they can go out and win some big games. And now this is the biggest one for Michigan. You got to win this one to really make that big step forward. But I think they've shown themselves capable of doing that. And then I just think for Ohio state, you just look at them just limping through so many of these games this year. You go into this game now this week, and they've got to play better than they've been playing if if they're going to win this game. You mentioned the playoff hopes, obviously right now, standing in a much better position as Michigan. But with Ohio State, they are ranked number 10 in the country. They do only have the one loss. Obviously, the playoff is still on the line for them with this game. Uh, What does it take? Let's say Ohio State does win this game at home. How much more help do they need from other teams around the country to be able to squeeze into the playoff? Well, I, I, I do think they might need some help at this point because you, you look at if there's six teams ahead of Ohio State right now that they've got to get ahead of to make the playoff. There's only two weeks left. No team's ever jumped up that much. So I, I don't think just winning out is going to do it for Ohio State. Yeah. I, I think they are going to need some help. I mean, I think you certainly look at it. First, first of all, you don't want 
anything like Georgia beating Alabama in the SEC championship game. Because Absolutely. That could, that, could, that could put another SEC team in the field, takes away an available spot, so you don't want that. And then I think the two teams you look at that they could really end up in a debate with are Oklahoma and Washington State. And I think you if, if all three of those teams went out, there, there'd be a, a case to be made for any of those three teams. But when you look at the standings right now, Oklahoma num- number six, Washington State number eight, Ohio State number 10, and all, all three of those teams have the chance to potentially win two more games against ranked opponents. I'm not sure Ohio State gets in unless both Oklahoma and Washington State lose. And I think particularly Oklahoma with the four-team gap between them. I, I think that most likely the committee is it, is going to favor Oklahoma and potentially Washington State as well if either of those teams also wins out. Now let's break down this game a little bit more specifically. Uh, we've seen some talent on the offensive side of the ball, no doubt, from Ohio State. Dwayne Haskins, J.K. Dobbins, Mike Weber, K.J. Hill, Paris Hamble, all of those guys, they're tremendous players. But we've seen them struggle at times this season, and now they're going up against the nation's number one defense in terms of yards allowed per game. Just what is this offense going to face against this defense, and what are they going to be trying to do offensively to be able to navigate this game and have some success on the offensive side of the ball? Well, this is a Michigan defense that's really, really good, like you mentioned, and they're particularly really, really good against the pass. They're number one in the country in pass defense. So they're going to challenge every pro. Uh, they're, they're not going to make anything easy on Dwayne Haskins. And I think because of that, I think it's really important for Ohio State to be able to establish a run in this game. We, we saw last week they were able to do that. J.K. Dobbins ran for over 200 yards. Dwayne Haskins also had his best game of the year as a runner. So I think it's going to be really important for Ohio State to be able to move the ball on the ground in this game. And it's not going to be easy because Michigan's very good against the run as well. But I think that's going to be the key because – uh, Haskins has been great this year. He, he's broken, you know, pretty much all the records at this point uh, for a single season uh, passer in Ohio State history. Uh, he's one of the best passers Ohio State's ever had. But I don't think you can rely on the pass in this game. I think you're gonna have to be able to get those tough yards, those those third and short situations, those red zone and goal line situations. We've seen Ohio State have some struggles in those areas this year. They've been a little better the last few weeks. But I think this is a game where they're really going to be tested in that regard. And if they're not able to fight and get those tough yards in those tough situations, it could be a big problem for Ohio State. Now let's flip it over to the other side of the ball as well. Ohio State's defense I don't think has been anywhere close to as good as anyone expected coming into the season. And obviously it hurts having a guy like Bosa go down early in the season and be out for the remainder of the year. But when you've seen this Ohio State team give up points like they have in the opener, 31 to Oregon State, 49 in the loss to Purdue, 51 last week, like you said, in the win against Maryland. Uh, what are they going to have to do to slow down what has been a pretty good, not great Michigan offense throughout this season? Yeah, I mean, it's it's overly simple, but they just got to play better because this is a defense that really just hasn't played well all year long. I mean, you go all the way back to the season opener, giving up 31 points and some big plays to Oregon State, and, and it's just been a constant struggle for this defense all year long. It just We've seen the same issues recurring all season long, giving up big plays in the run game, uh, coverage bust in the pass game. There's just been way too many mistakes for this defense this year, and, and they've been getting out-schemed uh, on, a, on a weekly basis. We've seen each week, we saw Matt Canada do it very well for Maryland last week, that opponents are, are figuring out Ohio State's flaws 
and they're they're scheming them up well and they're finding ways to beat them. And and we we one thing they have been pretty good at is typically they can go in the locker room at halftime and, and they make adjustments and they're typically better in the second half than they are in the first. But this is a game that they cannot afford to come out slow in the first half. If you fall into a hole in this game with as good a defense as Michigan has, with as well-rounded of a team as they are, I don't think Ohio State can claw their way back from a big halftime deficit in this game. So I think it's really important for this defense to start strong, and then you can't let up, and you cannot give up the kind of big plays that you've been giving up all year because if you allow Michigan to score the way Maryland did or the way uh, Purdue did or even Nebraska, uh, you're probably not going to win this game. Now, when you look at the Michigan offense, Shea Patterson has been a big lift to the offense. He and Donovan Peoples-Jones have created something of a deep threat uh, throughout this season. And then you look at the running game as well with Karan Higdon and even Shea Patterson's ability with his legs. Uh, what do you think is going to be the biggest test for this Ohio State defense? Is it the run game? Is it the pass game? I have to say the run game because you, you look at what Anthony McFarlane did to Ohio State last week, running for almost 300 yards with some several big hit plays. And I do think that's the strength of Michigan's offense. You mentioned Shea Patterson. He's got that dual threat ability. Uh, those quarterbacks have given Ohio State problems this year. You look at Trace McSorley and Adrian Martinez and even Terrell Pigram for Maryland last week. They've had some issues defending those dual threat quarterbacks. So I, I think the run game is going to be the biggest issue. Uh, the pass game can hurt them too, and, and, and that's a big difference from last year because last year I think Ohio State got away with some mistakes on the defensive side of the ball last year because John O'Corn was missing wide open throws. But I don't think Michigan State's – I don't – Michigan, excuse me. I don't think Michigan's going to do that this year. So uh, they've got to be good in all areas, but I think really the run game, uh, they just can't afford to give up the big plays in the run game that they have all year long. When we get to Saturday uh, afternoon and this game's complete, do you think there's one point of the game that's going to kind of stand out? Is there something you can project as a factor in this game that's going to stand out as more than anything else? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think it really does go back to Ohio State's defense because I think that I'd ex I don't expect Ohio State to score 45 points on Saturday. I think Michigan's defense, they haven't given up more, more than 24 points in a game this year. They've been really consistent all year long. I think Ohio State will score some points on them, but I'd be surprised if Michigan uh, has a bad day on defense where they just allow Ohio State to score at will. I'd be really surprised if that happens. So I think it really is about Ohio State's defense and can they keep Michigan in check because I think if they give up the 30, 40 points that we've seen in some of their games this year, I just think that's going to be too many against this Michigan team. Working through Thanksgiving Day and Black Friday, what are th people going to be able to find on 11warriors.com as you're looking toward this game on Saturday? Yeah, we've got all, we've got all kinds of stuff. Uh, we're going to have lots of stories, previews, uh, all different kinds of stories. I'm working on a couple feature stories about this game as well that will be coming up in the next couple of days. So uh, you go to 11warriors.com. We're, we're going to have full coverage. We even have a page that's just strictly devoted to coverage of of Saturday's game. So uh, everything you want to read about Ohio State and Michigan, uh, we're going to have it on 11 Warriors over the next few days. All right, Dan, I love having you on the show. I really appreciate it. And before you get out of here, if you would, go ahead and give us your prediction for this game. 
It won't be a popular pick among my readers, but I've, I've <laughs> got to go. I've got to go for Michigan in this game, uh, just because I just think they're a more complete team. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think this has been the year. This is the year for Jim Harbaugh and Michigan to break through. I think the opportunity that they have in front of them has never been bigger than it's been this year. And I just think Ohio State has to play better than it's played at any point this year to win this game. And I just can't project that. So I, I think Michigan's going to take this game. Do you have a score in mind where those things going to fall? Uh, I'm going right now about 35 to 24. I, I don't think it'll be a total blowout, but I, I do think that if Michigan plays up to its ability, I think it's got a chance to win this game by multiple scores. All right, Dan, your readers may not like the prediction, but they have to respect that you are honest with them and what you think is going to happen. I do appreciate you coming on the show. We look forward to talking to you again sometime soon. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you for having me. All right, thanks, Dan. He is Dan Hope, and of course, you can find his work at 11warriors.com, and you can find him on Twitter at Dan underscore Hope. And I've got to say, I'm exactly on the same page with Dan on this one. If you've been paying attention to anything I've been saying about this Michigan team over the last half of the season, you know exactly where I'm leading with this one. They are favored in this game, but I'm with Dan. I think that Michigan wins this one relatively comfortably on the road. I'm taking the Wolverines over the Buckeyes, 31-17. And as far as other games we have going on throughout the weekend among college football playoff contenders, it all starts Friday night, where we have number 6 Oklahoma on the road at number 13 West Virginia. I was certainly hoping that this one was going to be a playoff elimination game, but those hopes came crashing down when West Virginia lost to Oklahoma State last weekend. Still, I do think one of these teams gets eliminated. And if you're paying attention, you know Oklahoma's the only team that has a chance to do that. I think that West Virginia beats Oklahoma on their home field. West Virginia, 48. Oklahoma, 45. Then we have number eight, Washington State, hosting number 16, Washington. And honestly, I could see this one going either way. But I'm going to go with the Huskies in this one to surprise and pull an upset on the road at Washington State. I'll take Washington in a close one, 27-24. Then other big games we have this weekend are Georgia Tech at number five, Georgia. The Bulldogs are a 17-point favorite on their home field in this one. I anticipate this game will be much closer than that. Watch for Georgia Tech to be able to run the ball on that Georgia defense and put up some points, but I do think that Georgia's talent probably wins out in the end. And the remaining playoff contenders we have in number one, Alabama, number two, Clemson, and number three, Notre Dame, I expect all of these teams to win pretty comfortably. Alabama, of course, hosting Auburn. Clemson hosting South Carolina. And Notre Dame playing on the road against a really, really struggling Southern Cal team. Once again, I thank each and every one of you for listening to the podcast. I'm sure we're in for some really exciting games this weekend, and I can't wait to be able to talk about it on next week's episode of the podcast as we head into championship week with all the conference championships going down, which will help determine which teams do fit into the college football playoff. As always, I'm Thomas Black, your host, and you've been listening to The Blackout, which is brought to you by Super Team Media each and every week here throughout the college football season, watching the best teams and the biggest games on our way to the college football playoff. Until next time, I hope you enjoy all of the college football this weekend. (laughs) 